<laughs> and we are live. Welcome to Real Scoop Live. This is season two, episode six. And today the guys are going to talk to you about old pool dogs. A moment ago, they said something about back in the 60s and 70s, there was a lot of chlorine and acid. I don't know anything about the chlorine, but I did hear rumors about the acid. So that's true. Whatever, guys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So today we want to discuss the the idea that from a retail standpoint, when you're talking to people that and, and you're trying to help them help their pool and make it easier for them, how they say, well, you know, I, my, my dad did it this way or my grandpa did it this way or I grew up this way. And, and it's like, well, things are different now. Right. And, and that's what the whole idea behind this, this show is. This episode of the show, sorry, that um, that things are different now. You know, I mean, chlorine was was first introduced back in the early 1900s. And if you were to take into consideration the things or the way that people did things back in the early 1900s, you, you, no one does that stuff anymore. Right. It's all has has um, evolved into newer and better and more efficient technologies. And so that's what we're going to talk to talk about today, because. Everyone comes across those people that say, well, all you need is chlorine and acid. But pools are different. The makeup of the shell is different. The makeup of the water that comes into your pool, the fill water, is different. And so, so that's what we want to discuss today. So, Brett, what do you got to say about it? All right. Um, as, as a lot of you know, we end up talking to a lot of retailers and, and pool professionals uh, just throughout the week. A lot of times it's weird troubleshooting calls or Hey, I've tried everything. What else you got that I can try? Um, and a lot of times we'll throw stuff out or ideas out that people maybe are a little bit resistant to because it's something different that they haven't done before in the past. Now, on the upside, if people have tried everything else, they're a lot more apt to try something that's a little bit more outside of their comfort zone. But if you're trying to explain things to people who, as far as they know, everything's going good for them uh, and they don't have any complaints, what you'll hear a lot of the time is, uh, well, I've done this for X number of years and I've never had to do Y, Y being whatever it is we're talking about. Um, it's, uh, old, old dogs stuck in their, stuck in their way. And, and Matt and I were joking around earlier when we were talking about doing this episode specifically, um, horse and buggies when the car came out, I don't notice too many pool people rocking horse and buggies taking care of their pools. So, um, when the car tech, when the technology of the automobile came out, it made things a lot better. It made it faster. It made things different. It changed how people operate. You don't see people like uh, Emmett here uh, roll into his pool job with with the telepole sticking out the back. He wouldn't have room for anything in the back of that anyway. So, how many pools do you think he gets done during a day, Brett? I mean, it depends on how well the horse is fed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and if it's raining. Um, so that's that's kind of the main the main push of this one is you may know one way to do something and that's awesome. We're not taking anything away from the crafty veterans out there. We need as many crafty veterans as possible in the industry because you're training the the new young guns that come in and actually giving them common sense expertise from being out in the field. Um, but what we're saying is don't bury your head in the sand because you might miss some of the cool stuff that's been coming out in the last 5, 10, 15, 20 30 years because there's things out there that may seem new to you that people have adopted in other parts of the country that are rocking and rolling like you would believe. 
Um, that's kind of the main push here. So, um, yeah, well, you know, I've been in the industry since 1993, believe it or not. I mean, I started when I was six. Um, but just kidding. Uh, you know, it was, it was the mid nineties that the enzymes came out, right? There, there wasn't enzymes for the pool before that, as far as I know anyway. And, and it's like, well, what else, what else has come out in the last 25 years that, that we didn't use in the seventies and eighties, you know, because the thing about it is, is that back then, way back in, in time, the, the shells of the pools were different, right? They were made with different, uh, materials materials or i'm thinking of what keeps them together you know like it used to be that you could get a marsite or a gunite pool that was held together with asbestos right i mean it's it's just and you can't do that anymore and and that's where a lot of the mindset from the old old school guys is well when in doubt it's chlorine chlorine and more chlorine right and nowadays a lot of people don't don't really like to use chlorine chlorine and more chlorine Right. They're, they're worried about the environment. They're worried about the swimmers. They're worried about the shell of the pool. They're worried about, you know, all, all kinds of things because of the, the negative connotation that, that chlorine has. And there's a lot of different products now that can take care of a lot of issues that a long time ago weren't taken care of because they were just like, well, put more chlorine in, you know, and it's a lot different mindset from the 50s, 60s and 70s than it is in the in, in the aughts and the teens and the twenties now, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting too. Cause not even just in the chemical side of it, because if you look at um, how pools are plumbed, even the hydraulics, they didn't really put as much emphasis on hydraulics back then as they do now. You can pick up efficiencies. You can save money. Uh, you can keep your water quality better. Um, 15 years ago, most pools that were being built in people's backyards had inch and a half PVC pipe. That's now right. it's, it's bumped up to two or higher, depending on the builder, because there's some builders out there that recognize, oh, my gosh, it's a heck of a lot easier to take care of these pools when it has better flow. It can breathe better. It can filter out more material. There's a builder locally near me who will put three inch plumbing on a residential pool because he knows if he's got the extra capacity, he can use that and make other things work more efficiently. Mm -hmm. So, um even and that, that's the thing about going through with the CPO class is that you that you know that the 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 flow in an inch and a half pipe can only be so much. So if you have inch and a half pipe and you try to say, well, I need more flow, and you put in a different pump, it still only can handle so much water. So you right? can potentially blow your pipes up, yeah. or uh, injure yourself, or yeah, just spend money on something that you're not going to get any benefit out of. Blow your filter, you know, yeah. because. The, the, the more power doesn't always mean better because the filter can only handle so much. The pipes can only handle so much. And so, you know, one, once you're once you're rocking the the, in, the uh, inch and a half or the two inch pipe, you you're stuck with that. Right. Unless you replumb the whole pool and people don't do that. So I, I put up a picture here, Matt. Uh, this is uh, something that I think should resonate with most people uh, in the industry, because I think a lot of us are old enough to recognize what most of the things are on the left hand side. And I know everybody knows what the thing is on the right hand side. Do you want to go over kind of some of the changes that have happened? This is a this is an outside of the industry example, but it can absolutely relate to how we handle our jobs. Uh, well, every day it, when you're as old as I am and I know that no one here is as old as I am. But when you're as old as I am, you remember that back in the day, if you wanted to have, if you want to take a picture, you had to have a camera. If you wanted to 
have an alarm clock, you had to have a clock. If you, you know all the stuff that's on here, and and at the time you would need some kind of suitcase to carry everything that you have right in your smartphone. I mean, the the technology in the smartphone contains, I mean, enough technology to do all kinds of things. I think that when last time Brett, when we were talking about this, we came up with like. 32 or 35 different things that the smartphone takes the place of. Yep. And I ran out of room on the slide. <laughs> yeah. And, and 25, 30 years ago, you would have never thought that you could do all of that in, in one little thing that you care that you carry with you. You know, I mean, as a matter of fact, I was, um, I was drafted as a videographer for my son's marching band. And I said to the director, I said, I, I only have an iPhone and he goes, Oh, that's perfect. Right. If you can do it in you can do it in HD. And I'm like, yeah, I can do it in HD. But, you know, 10 years ago, no way, dude. 20, 20 years ago, you had to have one of those huge things in the back of your, you know, on, on your big back. And you had to go, you know, walk around with it like this. Well, it's the same kind of thing now. Right. You have blended products that are available in the pool industry so that you don't have to have 16 linear feet in a retail store. You don't have to to um, dispel the confusion for a consumer who says, well, what should I use? You know, there, there's 16 linear feet of all kinds of different chemicals, you know? And, and the fact of the matter is, is, is that API, you know, the company that we work for, when, when we first introduced EasyPool, it was 25 years ago. 25 years ago, we were the first, the first, um, manufacturer to introduce blended products. And, and it's a lot like a smartphone is that instead of using an algicide and what kind of algicide do I use, right? Or a stainless scale, well, what kind of stainless scale do I use? Or a clarifier, what kind of clarifier do you use? You know, there's there's like five different uh, five different choices here. With 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 something like Easy Pool, it's the best stainless scale, the best clarifier, the best algicide. And it's all in one. So now it's kind of like rocking a, a smartphone. You know, you don't have to decide uh, amongst five different things for five different things, right? You you have one thing that takes the place of all that stuff. And, and so one, that's one of the neat kind of the aspect, idea, right? One of the neat aspects of it as well for, for the uh, the seasoned dogs, I'm not going to call them old dogs anymore. Um, it doesn't function any different than the chemistry you already know. So if you're using Easy Pool, it's going to work the same way as if you had the 15 bottles in mm -hmm. your garage that you have to use to take care of your pool. Um, just kind of a, a, a fun, fun little example there. Um, there's tons of different ways uh, to take care of a pool. And a lot of people out there are still taking care of pools like this picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, that one of the examples I use when, when I do seminars is it's like, um, if, if I were to ask Stacy and, and Brett how to get from where they are to Chicago, they would both get me there, but they would do it different ways. And, and that's the thing is that, is that the, the end result is the end result. And it's different. There's different ways to do all kinds of stuff, right? Um, especially in pools, because we all know that, that there's multiple, there's multiple products that you can use that end the result is, is the, is the same, but the journey to get there is different. And it's so just, that's the kind of that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Just like in a, a lifeguard class, I used to teach those, and and the 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 rule of thumb was teach to the standard, 
test to the objective. So you should know how to do it the proper way. But if you do it a way that actually achieves the same goal, it's life over limb. You got to get them out of the water, get them out of the water. It doesn't have to look like a textbook if you accomplish the same goal. So that's, I really like that and, and latch onto that. Because ultimately, how you get there, like Matt said, doesn't necessarily matter if the if if the results are are what you were after. Right. Right. And so Brett, can you can you give us that quote again? Because that was pretty profound. Uh it's teach to the standard, test to the objective. Nice. Nice. Well, I think that um you know when we're talking about different things that you can do to take care of pools there are all kinds of alternates to just chlorine and acid, right? Most people don't do just chlorine and acid anymore. You can do that, but the problem with using just two products and kind of like having blinders on is that you can have issues down the road with not only the shell of the pool, but the equipment, especially heaters. And, and bather frankly, comfort. Bather, I was just going to say that, and, and bather comfort too. So, you know, when you're talking about... Um, shocking a pool and then, and then not keeping the family out of it for 24 hours and you run the risk of bleaching clothes, bleaching hair, making skin itchy, all kinds of things like that. And then, and then acid, you know, I mean, acid is, has been going up in price, up in price, up in price, same as liquid chlorine. It's over and over and over. Those, those things are, are increasing in price and there are alternatives to make it so that you don't have to spend as, spend as much money or store as many, um, as many products that can be poisonous and harmful to those around them, around you. Um, there's also benefits of using products that take up less plastic. Because if you um, if you go to some of the retailers um, or even service companies dumpsters, you see hundreds of of gallons of liquid chlorine. You know, and uh, sorry, not hundreds of gallons, hundreds of empty gallons of liquid chlorine. And you have to think about that, you know, because we're all kind of, you know, we're all environmentally conscious. So it's not like anyone wants to purposely do something to the environment, but some people are more environmentally conscious than others. But the thing is, though, is that if you're using products that, that take up so much plastic that it, that it can pile and pile and pile into. Um, it's going somewhere. It, I mean, it's going somewhere, right? I mean, we, we just. Brett and I were talking the other day where we were looking at some pictures about single use plastics and how much single use plastics ends up in waterways, oceans and, you know, dumpsters and garbage and all that stuff. So there's there's ways to get around that where you can use products like either, you know, uh, just just for instance, we're talking about uh, this non-chlorine shock product. It's an enhanced non-chlorine shock called OxySplash. And OxySplash is a non-chlorine shock that actually can take the place of traditional shock in every situation other than if you have algae, right? And, and what we found is, is that one pallet of OxyShock has the same oxidation dosages, the, the, the same shock dosages as 13 pallets of liquid chlorine. And so 13 pallets of liquid chlorine is two, uh, over 2,000, 2,400 empty bottles that you have to throw into the landfill but instead you have one pallet, which is literally 400. Is that right? Four or 500 bottles, there, like, like little bottles, as opposed to 2,500 gallon bottles. I yep. mean, that alone is, is reason to 
to think about changing your idea of what you've been doing for so long. And the economy have to worry about that kind of thing. The economy of your operation comes into play as well, because those Mm -hmm. 13 pallets of liquid chlorine would weigh 22,000 plus pounds. Right. That's a lot of weight. If you're carrying that around on your truck every day, goodbye leaf springs. Um, Goodbye. Think about the water. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And think about the gas mileage. You know, if you're carrying around 2000 pounds or 1500 pounds of liquid chlorine per day, that's a that's a lot less gas mileage. And when the gas prices are so high and we got to worry about, you know, fossil fuels and all that stuff. Wear and tear on your staff, too. Yeah. 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 And and going back and forth to get things filled. You know, if you're if you're down south and you get your your Jerry jugs refilled every morning, you know, you got to make the trip to get the Jerry jugs filled. You got to hang out where where you get them filled. Sometimes you have to wait in line. Then you have to go inside and get a donut. Then you have to talk to your friends. You know, this this is a way where it's like, well, you know, if I use something like this. It's better for the pool environment. It's better for the swimmers. They can swim right away. It goes into it goes into solution right away. There's no there's no residue from it. It doesn't change the 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 chemical balance of the pool, and all the operational things. Right? You know exactly how much you're going to need. You know it's cheaper per per shock dose. It's cheaper on on the uh, on the inventory on the car on the pocket employee all that stuff. Right? So so. So I've got a couple pictures on here and we're going to go through them kind of rapid fire just because I wanted to use these examples. So we've got a pool um, early on from the last century and how they take care of it. You know, typically liquid chlorine and acid. That's what a lot of people lean on. Mm -hmm. Well, this also came out in the early part of the last century. There's different ways to shave now. How about that? Um, there's, I mean, you could use an electric razor. Look at that more technology. You don't even need water anymore. So you can save water that way. So there's different ways to think about it, different technologies, different ways to grow. Um, that being said, I absolutely still use an old razor like this. <laughs> of course you do. Cause why not? Yeah. Obviously I right. use the razor a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't see too many of these planes taxing at your local airport. <laughs> I don't know that I'd be comfortable flying to Dallas on this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a little bit more comfortable on this one. It's a little faster. It's a little safer. There's more amenities in the plane. They probably didn't have uh, peanuts or headphones on this boy here. So you're not going to enjoy your flight. You're going to be windswept. Your hair's going to be crazy. Um, You're not going to be ready for your day. So things got better. Not, you know, let's look at it. This, we could look back fondly on that and think, my God, and look, this should blow your hair back. The time period between this and when we landed on the moon was only like 65 years. Mm Mm-hmm. If that doesn't blow your hair back, it should. Um, that's... When we landed on the moon. Oh, we did. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Stop with that. They put 69. reflectors up there. They can shoot lasers back at us. Yeah. They know. We've been there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> cars. Obviously, uh, you know, Model T, way big step up compared to Emmett and his horse and buggy on the first slide. Um, so so let me let me tell you a little story about that. When, when my grandma... Uh, she she lives she lived in central Wisconsin, and when those Model Ts first came out, they the talk of the town in this little town in the middle of in the middle of Wisconsin was that the owner of the Model T was going around a corner at eight miles an hour, and they all thought that he was a daredevil. I mean, he he went around that corner at eight miles an hour. <laughs> he didn't have seat belts, and that looks like a shiny leather seat, so it's possible you could slip and slide yeah, around there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all big, relative. If you ever get on a go ped, you can do some death defying stunts on those too. 
And it seems like whenever I take my son to school in the morning, it's like I have those same people that have to go around a, a corner or a curve at eight miles an hour or less. Now it's now it's aggravating because you're like, what do you got to stop to turn? Jeez. Come on, man. So kind of to, to wrap that part up about things that have changed. Matt already mentioned several of the products that we make. I threw this up there just because it's a ready example and I've got access to it. Multi multifunction products can save you a boatload of time. If you want to learn more about the different things that we make, um, reach out after the show. Visit us at the website, apiwater.com. There's tons of different ways you can save time, money, effort. Um, again, we didn't really want to turn this into a commercial. We just wanted to say keep your mind open because there's not just one set way to do everything. So if you find something that works for you, awesome. If you're open and want to try something different, even better. Because technically, you can put a screw into wood using a hammer. But a screwdriver is going to be a heck of a lot easier and more efficient for you. So, Or a drill. Or a drill. Look at that. You took the technology one step further. <laughs> a lot of lot of evolution going on in this episode today. Yes, yes. Um, but that's that's pretty much all we had on deck today. We It's kind of a, a, a meta episode. Keep, you know, keep an open mind moving forward. This is the time of year where people are reflecting back on the end of their season. They're closing pools. They've got a little bit more time to sit and think. Look at changes they want to make. Um, and just don't don't sit in a rut just because it's comfortable. Sometimes getting out of your comfort zone can be one of the best things you've ever done. Mm -hmm. for, yep. for Real Scoop Live, I'm Brett Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on our on our Real Scoop Live episode today. Please like and share and subscribe and you know anything that you that you feel comfortable with. We appreciate your viewership. And we will talk to you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.